0: Thank you so much for today. Yeah. Uh, I really appreciate it. And I've been looking forward to talking with you because I had gotten my hands on your Audible book and it's almost reminding me a little bit of the uh, how to lose a guy in 50 days kind of thing a little bit where it's like really make yourself, but it's also in an opposite way. It's not the comedic try to make the craziest state possible it's have standards and boundaries and look at who you are and be proud of who you are and I was absolutely loving it so I would like to I guess go ahead and introduce you I'll let you do that tell me about yourself a little bit and what you do and who you are and what's made you brought me to this point
1: thank you I'm an author speaker and life coach and I was going through a bad divorce and one every girl asks, where did all the good men go? And so just cathartically, I started writing a daily blog just to kind of like let out my feelings and all the cobwebs that happened during the marriage and the divorce and whatever. And it really, really caught on. And my fans would say, oh my gosh, this is advice that I have never heard before. It's a completely different vantage point. Never heard this before. And so anyway, by helping them, it helped heal me. So it's like the teacher also became the student, became the teacher yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, Linda
0: Gross is just a woman <laughs> traveling in her life, learning and sharing what she learns and just really making an awesome impact along the way.
1: Thank you. Thank you. So yeah, I've written a book for women, which is the one that you got, The Hitched in 90 Days. And then I've written a book for men also. I think men in our society, the last several decades, they've been canceled. They've mm-hmm. been diminished. And I figured, okay, I want to give men a voice. One thing that really bothers me is when someone is wrongly accused of something. Mm. So I have a deep sense of justice. I have to write that wrong. That's why I wrote the men's book. And on the women's book, all my women were like crying and getting on my case. Like, how could you write a book for men? What about us? We don't rate. I hear you. <laughs> so, so I'm like, all right, calm down. I'll write a book for you guys too. I And the women's approach is very different too, because we keep hearing today, the sexes are the same. The sexes are the same. The sexes are that you go girl, you ask him out, you get his digits, yeah. you propose to him first guess what? None of that works. It might work for a minute. On the flip side of that, I have interviewed the guys where the woman was the aggressor. And maybe they said yes. Maybe they said yes to the date or yes to sex or even yes to marriage. Mm -hmm. Guess what? The ones that said yes to marriage, every single one of them cheated. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, why did you cheat? And they're like, because I'm not really into her. Yeah, that's profound.
0: That's very profound. Are you familiar with Warren Farrell and the boy crisis?
1: Yeah, he's my good buddy. I've had him on the show a couple of times. Okay,
0: okay. I figured you two would have a lot to talk about.
1: Yeah, he started off as a women's advocate. He was the president of National Organization for Mm -hmm. Women, did that for about five years, and then he finally decided one day that Wow, we're getting squashed. The men right. are getting squashed. And see, I have no problem with empowering women. I want women yeah. to be empowered. Right. But my feeling is you can't empower one sex to the detriment oh, of the no. other sex. Mm. If you're going to do it, you got to elevate they both sexes. Yes. So you got a
0: psychology degree. Is that correct? Over Yes. There? Yeah. What was your degree? Was it family studies? Was it social? Like, what exactly? Was there a specific type of
1: psychology that you were most interested in? And if so, why? At the time at UCLA, my degree was general psychology. Okay. But after I left school, my specialty became gender differences. My thinking, and based on my research, is... If you know where the other sex is coming from, it's almost like you've got a magic key to unlock that lock. Because if you can put yourself in their shoes, like what are they thinking? What are they feeling? What are they experiencing? Why is this behavior this way and different than my behavior on that same subject? Once you understand those differences, it is so easy peasy. I totally agree
0: with you on that. Thank you for saying that. Gender asking. differences, gender Yeah. Differences. So okay. I
1: believe in gender differences that the some of the process might be the same, but how we navigate those waters are completely different. Right. And what's important to a guy is not important to a girl. What's important to a girl that's is true. not important to a girl. That's neurological. That's neurological.
0: That is absolutely ingrained in us to a certain deep degree. So you have a book, you do podcasts. I see you had started kind of de- getting into all of this by networking because you'd grown up very shy originally, oh
1: yeah that was one of the questions you asked me, like what challenge did you have to yeah. overcome? like look at me now, I'm a big talker on every subject under the sun, but yeah, yeah, when I was a little girl, children were not allowed to speak, you didn't rate. I've done a thousand and one things wrong in my life, and I only have two regrets. And the one regret was that I didn't go live in the dorm. I think that would have broken me from my shyness. Oh, uh, so essentially, so you needing to get
0: out. Really, the only thing that you regret is that you didn't live in the dorm. And I also, I have a very similar. It does. It makes a huge difference when you're broken out of your comfort zone at a young age. Right like that.
1: And again, my parents were so protective. That's why I didn't live in the dorm. Had I had carte blanche to do whatever I wanted to do, I would have done it. Because in my teens and in my 20s, Nobody likes a shy person. Sorry, mm-hmm. they just don't. They they don't know what you're thinking. They don't trust you. They come to the wrong conclusion about you. I mean, it's just all bad. You probably think that you're snobby, maybe yep. even or aloof yep. when you're just. It's not that at all. Right. And meanwhile, you're scared of them. Yes. If they don't think that. They think, oh, exactly. what an arrogant little person right. she is, right? <laughs> so yeah, in order to break that cycle later in life, finally, I just woke up. I was 30. I mean, who knew that it was going to take that long? And I decided, okay, I'm going to take a networking class because they say the number one biggest fear of everybody is to stand up and do public speaking in front mm-hmm. of other people. So I took this networking group. And every week, you know, everybody had their own professions, doctors, lawyers, you know, account, whatever they were, plumbers, right? You had to get up for 30 seconds every week and talk about your business. You could talk about trends in the business or your product or service or like whatever it was, you had to get up and talk. Now, was this and, a new
0: group of people each time or was this the same group of people and you're just talking about your products and services differently or how exactly did that work?
1: There usually were 30 people in the group. Most of them were the same people. So of course you have two or three drop off and two or three new ones come in. You've got to keep that thing fresh every week. Otherwise, the way I knew I was doing it right is I would get referrals. That's
0: a challenge. That's why I was curious about that, because if you had the same product that you were representing to different people, and it was constantly new people, you could kind of get into the same almost script, per se, going the same performance, you know, doing that regularly. But when you're dealing with the same group of people and having to keep them stimulated, that's an entirely different thing. That's an entirely different skill set.
1: Right. I mean, I think a lot of people, when they're shy, they take Toastmasters. I personally haven't taken Toastmasters, but just general overview of what I know is Toastmasters is only a one-way direction. Mm -hmm. You're only getting rid of your fear of speaking. Mm-hmm. That To me, that's not enough. Yeah. To me, you need a two-way thing. So in my opinion, Toastmasters is great for public speaking. It's one directional. But to me, the way I close the circle is if I did my pitch now and you've now bought my product or service, that way I know I'm doing it right. Mm-hmm. It's a two-way thing. Right. There's confirmation. So, in other words, if I put out a podcast, okay, that's step one. That's public speaking, right? But if nobody's listening, who cares? Exactly. So the two-way thing would be, oh, I have a thousand views or, oh, this podcast only got a hundred views. So not popular. People didn't want to hear about this topic. There's a two-way thing. Learning to gauge
0: the market also to see what is it about me that they're interested in? What is it about the different things? How can I modify? I'm sure that's a much more elaborate way to go about it. It probably teaches you a lot more. It challenges you a lot more.
1: I mean, if you're going to do Toastmasters, great. But Mm -hmm. I think if you really want to get the job done, you have to figure out a platform where there's two-way communication. But the, the Beyond TV Bootcamp is an example of that, which is how we ended up. Right. Right, because it's one thing to take Jen's information, but it's another thing to get booked on a TV show. See, that's two-way communication because that means the TV station likes what you have to say. Yes. Well, clearly you have the confidence
0: to do what you're doing and you have experience, which is fantastic. So I look forward to my own viewers also being exposed to you because I'm sure that you are probably able to help a lot of people outside of their comfort zone. My question for you is, do you have, everyone surely has a weakness. I'm guessing maybe over preparation, you seem to be a type A type personality. Yeah. The shyness. Would you clearly overcome multiple
1: (laughs) times? Yeah, I do over prepare, and I know a lot of people hate that quality, but for me, it has saved my rear end so many times. So I come to a meeting, and I'm over prepared. Yeah. So I don't use. Let's say I'm 110 percent or 120 percent. I don't use the extra material. Right. Unless it's asked of me, but so it's there
0: in case you don't need it. And it's there times, because people are worried that their weakness is actually a weakness. In reality, it's probably something that maybe someone has told you is a weakness. It's actually a huge strength. Because I mean, in your case, you got that little bit of extra. You already naturally have that.
1: Yeah, I'll give you an example. I was opening up a business a few years ago, and I had to do a hearing with the city. And I did over-prepare, but so what? It served me so well. So I had three other colleagues that were opening up the similar kind of business in my same city in front of this same hearing board, right? And none of them got approved on the first go-round. So one of the panel members, one of the city council members, there were six of them, he asked me a question Guess what? I knew the answer to that question because I had overprepared. And right. so I just answered him and I got approved on the first time. So I didn't want to come back for meeting number two, three, right, four, right. five and stretch this out another three months. I wasn't gonna go there. So the fact that I was over prepared. And I didn't talk too much. I waited until somebody asked me some of those extracurricular activities. Yeah. And I gave it to him, and he signed. They signed off on the paperwork. My permit got approved. So. Awesome. Well, it seems like
0: that's what happens to you: is you build and uh, collect, and then it seems to just naturally manifest when it's needed. Starting out, really, with all of these things, I guess you would say it really oofed at about thirty, wouldn't yeah. you say?
1: Oh yeah yeah and then i had another wonderful experience a life-changing experience this was after the networking thing i was in my industry group and there were 300 members in my group and we were having our annual conference in century city los angeles it was a very big prestigious hotel in century city one of the board members said would you be a keynote speaker And I'm like, I had never been a keynote speaker myself, and I had never gotten in front of a crowd, 300 people, like, oh, my God. So I don't know, stupidly, I just said yes without even thinking of it. And then I'm like, oh, shit, what am I going (laughs) to, excuse my French, oh, shoot, what am I going to talk about now? And so anyway, I thought, all right, I'm going to talk about my topic, and everyone's just going to go on to the next speaker, and that's the, oh, my God, like Everyone stayed for every minute of that talk. And then 30 people stayed behind. Linda had a question about this. Linda had a question about that. And it was such a life-changing moment that you don't have to be Miss Shy Girl anymore. Yeah. And it started well, my well, journey being a public speaker. There is something to be
0: said sometimes about shy people. I grew up around a lot of people on the autistic spectrum disorder. And I have found a lot of them are highly intelligent, but they're very quiet unless they have something of value to say or to give. Others that are more extroverted, we tend to talk a lot, tend to talk more incessantly about things or ramble, whereas others, you may say a little bit less. But what you say, it's very intuitive and mm-hmm. perhaps allowing, just giving you the environment, really, and to push that out of you a little bit. The world needs to hear what you have to say. Clearly, you're a best-selling author, you're a podcaster, you're a speaker. People hear you. Therefore, like myself, we ask to hear what you have to say because you have experience. And that's valuable. cool. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. And thank you for coming on today. And I guess my next question for you is, you've helped others a lot throughout your journey just by being that person that you are and giving that vote of confidence and saying, yes, it's safe to speak and helping men and women learn how to speak to each other and not just verbal, but understanding each other. Because speak and communication, it's so much more than just words, Mm -hmm. you know, very much body language, very much how we carry ourselves, the way that we live our lives. How does that speak to others? I'm guessing this would be a very fulfilling position to be able to, a little scary maybe at times to see, you know, how much people really do value what you have to say. Thank you. you.
1: A little responsibility
0: on your end a little bit.
1: It's not scary. I don't know why it's not scary, but it's not, but it is very gratifying, very, very gratifying. I really, it's like in my bones, I love to help. Sometimes <laughs> I put my own needs and wants aside in order to help rather than saying, ah, just book an appointment. I'll talk to you later. Right. I'm not right. that, I'm not that cut and dry. It's like, you know, if somebody is really in need, I'll stop what I'm doing and I'll help them. But that doesn't always serve me. But say, I'm I a generous a person that yes. way. Yes.
0: And I see a lot of women that, um, that way in my own coaching practice and that something I really want to ask you about what would your advice be for a lot of women that they may be in you know very uncomfortable situations or going through for me I'm kind of the expert in transitions because they don't seem to ever stop yeah (laughs) so it's like I can kind of guide you a little bit of where I've been because it doesn't seem to ever stop. My evolutions just keep going. But I see a lot of women that they get trapped in a certain chapter. A lot of times it's financial. They have a hard time getting to where they have the resources to be able to make the changes and the transformations that they're able to make. And I think a lot of that has to do with their confidence. Do I have the confidence to get a better job? Do I have the confidence to go and get school completed is school the right path for me do I have the confidence to rise above perhaps my overbearing roommate or partner friend parent what would you say if I could if you had like just a few seconds just to say something to someone to that woman or to that man even because there's a lot of men that they get caught up in situations that it seems financial seems to be the big factor especially here in Appalachia Everyone mm. knows we're a little bit backward here. I'm not originally from here, but I grew up here and I can see that that is legitimately one of the hardest parts is the help is around, but getting past that curve yeah. you know, of rising above that last generation and having the confidence. I see that all the time. They're like, How are you doing this? I'm like, I know I can. Right. I know I have seen the women before me and what they have, how they've pushed. You know, my grandmother, she, a semester of college because her father himself was like i don't care what you do but you need to have at least a little bit just a little bit of the book smart oh and her next generation they went into seminary my mother had a wreck so she wasn't able to go as far as the others but even that it's like even despite that i am still here i was able to finish i was able to get my bachelor's and my master's and seeing how this trail you can rise above it Whereas with you, you've been in LA, you work in a very different atmosphere, I feel like, and maybe I'm wrong in that. Maybe I have my own perspective about Wes, it's very different since I came over here. My curious question to you is what do you say to these women that do struggle in such deep confidence but it lacks? It's I want to, but I don't have the money to. What do you say to them?
1: I think one thing that is inherent in most women, and I have a chapter in my book, in my hitched book the ability to say no women don't know how to say no so I think for a woman my advice would be I mean without being a jerk or an a-hole or a bitch or whatever you have to learn to say no and then not explain yourself not rationalize it because that takes away your power by the way when you rationalize things it's not a no but it's just a no sorry I don't feel comfortable doing that so I would say for women, I would advise, learn how to say no, Mm -hmm. because that opens up a mountain of confidence possibilities. Mm -hmm. And from there, you can get to some of these following steps. Yeah. For a man, uh, men inherently know how to say no. Like what guy says yes. You're, you're like, honey, would you change the light bulb? No. Would mm. you take the trash out? No. It's like they say no to everything. Yeah. So men don't have that problem. So for men, their Isn't issue... It's funny that it's, again, the opposite. The opposite. Right. <laughs> so for men, it has to do with building their confidence. So what I tell them is confidence is based on action. So what you need to do is you need to be expert at one thing. So men get their confidence from their job or their hobby or their passion or their inner something that you practice. Need to be needed. They right. do. They do. I have found
0: the protect and provide the two Ps seem to be at the very, very they're so deep, deeply yeah. needed.
1: Yeah. And they want to be needed. So today's woman doesn't need them. So that's a big problem. As you read in my book, I say there's nothing wrong with being a strong, confident woman, but you have to find a reason to need him. Because if there is no reason, he's not going to stick around no matter how gorgeous you are. That'll last two months, but he will pull away. That turtle will go back into his shell. If he doesn't feel needed, he won't stick around. Mm. So the need might be maybe he's a tremendous cook and you're a horrible cook. Or maybe he's always on time and you're horrible. And you're always late to everything. That's my he keeps you. <laughs> you know, whatever that thing is, whatever yes. that attribute is, you have to find that little niche that he can feel like Mr. Strongman that Mary needs me for so and so. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you're a homebody and he gets you out of the house. He always likes to to travel or take weekend trip or whatever, like whatever it is, you have to need him in at least one area. I think they
0: both need that, and in very, very different ways, just because of the fact we are wired in very different ways. And males and females both, I think that we can absolutely coexist. And I think, you know, people like you and uh, Mr. Farrell and those, you guys are experts, experts. I do more on the, are you feeling fulfilled? I worked with a lot of elderly people. Mm-hmm. In my twenties, working in long health healthcare and working even in the psych units, you know, a lot of them they would come in to the ER very sick and elderly, and they would just sometimes even the silliest, a bladder infection that can lead to cognitive issues. And the big thing that I see is, was I needed, and did I make a difference? Ah, oh, okay. And having that, did I leave my mark? And that's such a huge, huge important thing for people.
1: I have that one too. Yeah, <laughs> you're, that's you're that's asking cool. me on your absolutely. Question... We all do, yeah. It's like you're asking me on your questionnaire, and it's like, yeah, I just I don't want to leave this world without leaving my mark. Right. Well, like I... Li- Linda was known for X, whatever that yes. is. Yes.
0: Well, you're oh, you're very well known, at least in my book, for your organizational skills because I love the fact that you sent me your daily schedule. That is is worthy. <laughs> oh I'm wow. Good
1: i have, I'll have to put it out.
0: Every day, 10 o'clock every night. I really like it. It's a little similar to mine in some ways and very different in others, but I love the structure. And I think that's important that everyone has a little bit of structure in their lives every day. It gives you something to wake up and... It gives you that purpose, that fulfillment, something to do every day that you contribute, makes you happy, makes you healthy. I'm guessing that this probably leads to questions about relationships and uh, how men and women communicate when even relationships are going down, even for health issues. Because I know a lot of times men, it's a big deal to be very strong and be very healthy. And if they're not able to be that big, strong man that they need to be or... There's a lot of different situations. I think that it's important communication and being able to express ourselves can be difficult and they do not teach emotional intelligence in schools. They're just now really starting, I feel like, to grasp how important that is to know ourselves and to be able to communicate that with others.
1: Very important. Absolutely. Yeah. And the thing with the timeline, I mean, in my 20s, 30s, it's like, oh, I'll just watch one more TV show. And then meanwhile, it's like 11 o'clock. And then it's like 1 a.m. And then you got to get up for work in the morning. Yeah. And I can't tell you how many years I was on that treadmill of like not getting enough sleep, not getting enough sleep. Oh, and I am it, the worst. <laughs> it took a long time to break that habit. And now I'm. For Botox. It's coming to. <laughs> Now I'm naturally tired at 10 o'clock. So that makes it easier. But yeah, it took a long time to shift the mentality. They say that people that wake up early, you know, sometimes I even wake up at five and I'm like, I force myself to go back to sleep.
0: (laughs) I'm the same way. She's like, honey, you're not even 40 and you are going to bed like you're 72. You need to move a little. And I'm like, no, like I, I like to be up and down with the sun. It makes me healthy. I like to get up. I like to take my morning walks makes me healthy uh what would you say would be the big thing that makes you healthy that you do is there anything specifically that you do every day that's like a big like i've got to do this every day to keep myself mentally and physically healthy
1: so We're talking yeah. about
0: moving around and working out and how we being healthy it's making this time
1: <laughs> i know but that old saying i think early to bed early to rise i think For me, those quiet hours at the beginning of my day are so meditative for me. I've always, always been a sponge. I've always, always been a learner. So to just read for two hours a day and have my quiet time it means the world to me.
0: That's what so I feel. It's like the
1: world can burn down and yes. fall off of its axis, but as yes. long as so I've got my good. two hours audible of quiet time, I'm yes. good. <laughs> so some people put it at the end of the day, or to yes. me, it's hard to do it in the middle of the day, like during the work schedule. But I yeah, for daughter, me, it's...
0: Baby. So I'm guessing long walks by the beach with the audible is absolutely therapeutic, I would think,
1: for you. Yeah. Yep, I love listening to other people's podcasts. Yes, yep. I love that. Yep. That's awesome. And anything water. I, yeah. I'm, just the trickling sound of water. Of
0: yeah, cancer. Okay, that explains yeah. <laughs>
1: it. Well, thank you for coming on today.
0: And I will definitely put this on my channel so that more people can be aware of you. Uh, Spread your book around because I'm loving it. And I'm going to have to get the other counterpart to that. Oh,
1: good. If you love it, just add a few words on the Amazon review. A couple of stars. Definitely. Definitely. Well, you have a
0: wonderful evening. Is there anything else that you would like to share with us before we leave today? Miss beautiful Linda Gross that I have such the pleasure of meeting and finally really getting to talk to you for a few minutes. It's been a crazy year since we met on the boot camp.
1: And a new class is starting in a couple of weeks. I'll be there. (laughs) Awesome. I will be too. My friend, Johnny, who referred me, he's taken the class like four or five times. I'm like, how could you take the same class four or five times? You know what? I agree with him. It's all about the people. It's all about it the is, connections. I is. mean, and the material it's that- completely, entirely new dynamic
0: each time. This will be my second, but I know it's going to be totally different from the first, and I'm sure each one will be different. And I'm really looking into the master classes as well. I think those look really awesome.
1: Yeah, all right, anyway, well, thank you. thank you. You have a so good much. night. Yes, have All a right. good night. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.